I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Smart Muslima Podcast. My name is Farhat Amin. I'm your host. Have you subscribed? It only takes a minute and... If you do, you'll never miss an episode again. Love the podcast? Well, please leave a review on whichever platform you are listening on. And why not share it on WhatsApp or Instagram? My handle is farhatameen underscore UK. So please go ahead and follow me and share it with your friends, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Smart Muslim Podcast. I'm your host, Farhat Bameen. And today I'm going to be speaking to Sister Aisha Rosalie. She is a convert to Islam and her goal is, alhamdulillah, to help people improve their lives using Islamic teachings. She has a YouTube channel where I would highly recommend you go and view her um, videos. And the subject that we're going to talk about today is a campaign um, it's a fundraising campaign that Aisha is doing with the charity um, humanconcern.org and she's fundraising for Palestine and as you all know, alhamdulillah, um, we are all doing dua, we are all doing our best to, and trying to do as much as we can to help our brothers and sisters in Palestine and I thought it would be really nice to speak to someone who is involved in charity work there and she can just explain how you know how is the money going to get there what how can we help how can you help so let's begin um I'd like to welcome Aisha assalamu alaikum Aisha alaikum assalam such a kind introduction I feel like I'm not worthy of such (laughs) oh alhamdulillah no I think you are alhamdulillah me and you have been whatsapping each other and it's so nice to actually get to speak to each other in person um how have you been how's your been uh, your day been today alhamdulillah um it's uh 
I've been working on a ceasefire campaign, so I've been really busy with that. Uh, Palestine is taking up a lot of time right now. Originally, my content was based around converting to Islam and uh, the beauty of Islam and speaking to other converts, things like that. But ever since October the 7th, everything's been based around Palestine. Um, and every day I wake up wishing that we could just kind of go back to how it was, but it's never going to be like that, really, now that we truly know what's going on. Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's been insanely difficult watching the horrific nature of what's going on in Gaza it just absolutely just makes me not want to be human anymore it just makes me so so upset mm -hmm. but there are ways that we can deal with it and there are ways we can help inshallah and it's about looking for those positive ways and that's what I want to speak about today inshallah yeah, I think that really does hit the nail on the head with so many of us that it's so, it's the sad does not describe it. It, it. You know, it's like we've lost for word that we can't believe what we are witnessing and how this could be happening. The thing is, that if, whether this was happening to non-Muslims, uh, we would be just as sad. But to see the relentless um, murder of innocent Muslims is, is just so heartbreaking and sometimes you feel like you just can't look at it anymore I know I felt like that many times that I just think I I don't know if I can watch more of this um but mm. like you said it's it's finding a way to channel that um sadness that we're feeling and and in, and in despondency to like turn it around and think okay what can I do in the safety of my home, you know, whilst I, you know, mm -hmm. privilege of being alive, frankly, and being in a country where I can do quite a bit. So um, before you talk about your charity thing, you know, the ceasefire, um, could you tell us a little, tell me a little bit about that? What have you been doing regarding that? Mm, good question. So actually, we're working on a campaign to do a takeover for New Year's Eve. So the plan is to take over in, I think, around 30 plus countries, the New Year's celebrations with protesters. So doing a when everyone's shouting Happy New Year, we're shouting ceasefire now kind of thing. That's what we're working on right now. Um, Quite a lot of the influencers are starting that project. And yeah, inshallah, I think it's going to be impactful. Mm, yeah. So anyone who's listening, I urge you to check out on Instagram, Countdown to Ceasefire. They're running this campaign and it's going to be big, inshallah. And we're going to get a lot of people involved and we're going to try and really put our presence out there on all the national TVs, you know, because all the TVs will be live streaming the New Year's countdown and everything. Our plan is to kind of do a takeover with that. So inshallah, um, it will get the word out there. Yeah, that sounds that sounds brilliant. So, what what was the um, Instagram page again? Uh, countdown to ceasefire. Countdown to ceasefire. I'll definitely be checking that out. And I think it's quite, um, you know, when I've seen the, um, you know, the kind of demonstrations outside Zara and Starbucks and mm. McDonald's and, and even the sit, sit downs in um, train stations in America and, and across the world, it does really motivate you to think. We, I think, we forgot how much power we have as individuals uh, and it's and that it's um very motivating to to see that we can make a difference if we we just have to change our mindset and, and just like support each other and kind of you know like uh, motivate each other to do this uh because when mm. I see stuff I, I think wow they're really brave that is brilliant that they're doing it 
yeah you know when we first spoke and we spoke about um we wanted to speak about the boycotts i think the boycotts are so powerful and i think we need to take that mindset into the rest of our lives really of just being mindful of where we're shopping that is so important because we're taught to be blind consumers and that's the way they get us pretty much with the all these horrible capitalistic rich people who just kind of treat people horribly and do what they want and make a load of money from it you know if we're mindful of the way we shop of the things we buy things like fast fashion um there are some there are lots of different industries that this actually incorporates in just being mindful and the boycotts are so powerful because it makes you realize actually how easy it is to just not go to mcdonald's like it's not that hard yeah <laughs> it is this that we I, that word mindless you said they do um mindless consumers is what we have become um and but the more we educate ourselves um and the more we just stop and think before we do something that that's what it that's all it takes and alhamdulillah you know it's so weird how um like a couple of years ago I was so anti-social media saying oh it's so addictive and it's so it's just rubbish it's garbage Mm. but if it wasn't for there is a way to mindfully use social media and um and all of this, everything that's been happening in Palestine and Gaza really shows if without it, we would, you know, I'm thinking of me, I would have been so ignorant mm. of what was happening. And the fact that they are shadow banning the content there, you know, um, well, the shadow banning is the main thing, isn't it? And suppressing content. Yeah. It shows that that is working. And just that alone, if we can channel our our social media platforms to, you know, to, to promote pro-Palestinian content and put you know and and you know promote the, you know the BDS promote what you're saying about this mm-hmm. new venture alhamdulillah it's um there is a lot and that's what we have to keep thinking there's a lot we can do within our sphere of influence you, know, you don't have to have be an influencer to you can you know a big name to to actually get involved and do stuff um but inshallah please tell us about the um fundraising that you're doing with um with the charity humanconcern.org yeah so hci canada i've worked with a couple of times um literally i think it was the day i think it was the 8th of october i actually signed the contract with them um it yeah it was very soon after the 7th of october they were like we're on it straight away because that's their speciality is they go into places that are um like in need desperately so they just finished the moroccan earthquake as i was working with them on that um and they go in there immediately and maybe it wasn't the eighth but it was very soon after 7th of october i signed with them and we have i've been working with them we have a big team and we've raised a lot alhamdulillah and yeah i mean they're so great because they actually they raised for gaza a couple of times i worked with them for a gaza fundraiser a couple of years ago so they've they have headquarters in gaza they were already in gaza before there was um before the oh no what's the word for it i forgot what it's called um what are the, the sanctions no not the sanctions oh what are they calling oh it? you mean the blockade of gaza that was happening 
yeah before the blockade happened they were already in there because they oh. already have headquarters in there and we actually ended up losing um, one of our warehouses and a couple of our employees in the lucky nearly of june um to a bomb that hit one of our um, warehouses there but we were already there so that was one of the reasons why i was very keen to partner with them as soon as everything happened i was like they're there the blockades are not affecting them at the moment now they are um at that time they weren't mm-hmm. and the thing is with a lot of the charities that are operating in Gaza is a lot of them are non-Muslim charities okay and not to not to box different charities be like oh you're non-Muslim therefore you're worthless or whatever but a lot of the non-Muslim charities I don't know if you've noticed but they're not actually helping the people in Gaza they've like closed down their headquarters or they have food inside their headquarters but they're not um putting it out to the people oh really like a lot of these charities yeah I don't know if you saw it like it's really bad they're literally there are warehouses full of food from certain like big name charities but they're non-islamic charities and they're just when the whole um blockade happened they were just not handing out food like literally people from Gaza were breaking into the buildings and like stealing the food because they're like your charity is supposed to be giving us food we have no food and you're just holding it in these buildings but obviously HCI Canada are an islamic charity and we never did that at all we've been handing out food since the beginning um i trust them a lot we're very i'm very in contact with them all the time asking them questions they send a lot of videos a lot of pictures um so i trust them fully Mm -hmm. and yeah that's why i partnered with them that's why i'm dedicated to raising as much money as possible with them Mm -hmm. and i think it's important i think it's important for us to reach into our funds as much as possible yes admittedly money is not the main thing that they need right now they need a ceasefire that's one of the main things but as soon as as soon as the horrible evil bombing and everything that's going on right now stops there they are going to need money to rebuild (sighs) so many people have lost family members that can't be replaced but um, orphans need sponsorship there are lots of things that need to be done and um, it's the best we can do. I wish we could uh, go back in time and be like, mm. you know, have your family members back, but that's not yeah. the path that Allah chose. And um, we have to be there for them as much as possible in the aftermath. And um, that's what we're focusing on right now with the charity. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I know that I, it's easy to um, like have charity fatigue you know, it just seems like there's mm. always something. But, you know, what I tend to think is that I am in such a privileged situation and with privilege then comes responsibility. And we have, you know, alhamdulillah, I think everything, we're, we're, what we're seeing on coming out of Gaza really makes us, it should, inshallah, make us appreciate that we have water, you know, clean water. Mm. We have more food than we actually need you know we have heat we have um sanitary products you know the really basic things that uh we take for granted that you can open your cupboard or you can you know and you can just take out something to eat or you can have a shower you know i was in the sh- i was having a shower today and the bo- our boiler is, is started to play up and it went the water went freezing cold and i'm not kidding when i was there, i was thinking I was thinking of the people of Paris, I'm thinking they don't actually, mm. do they don't even have clean water? I'm having a heart attack here that I can't have hot water <laughs> for however many minutes. 
And, it, you know, things that I've, I never used to think like that. Um, mm-hmm. And they've really helped us become better people when we see their tuakal and we see their suburb. Mm-hmm. And it then... And then it just made me think, oh, then I thought, Alham, thank God I'm doing this podcast with Aisha today because I'm starting to feel like I'm not doing enough. Um, and mm. I'm, uh, okay, if I can't watch it, if that's affecting my mental health, it just is. But it doesn't mean I can't mm. stop doing things. I can't stop talking about it. Um, and alhamdulillah, mm. like I'm on the um, website, humanconcern.org, um, and I'm looking at the work that they do, and it is, alhamdulillah, it is brilliant. And I was on your um, your launch good link, because that's that's the link, isn't it, to get to... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, if, you, if you just type in, for listening, if you type in Palestine in pain, urgent support needed. Mashallah, how, how, I'm looking at the figure. Is that a million? Yes. That is, I'm not, I was like, why is mine? I don't know if in a million. But much of it's over a million has been funded, has been, and that's, that is so good, Alhamdulillah. It just shows, mm-hmm. you know, even a small amount. And the people, I'm looking at the, like, if people, some people are giving five pounds or five dollars, ten dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows how heavy that will be for us on the day of judgment on our scales. We really, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we can't, um, visualize that alhamdulillah so so then so how to so you said that there are people in um from the charity in Gaza at the moment um and so are they because one of the things people always think about is will my money get to the people who need it or will it you know like Mm -hmm. how is that going to happen but you, you you know you've said videos coming out where donations are being given to the people Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. And the the main issue that a lot of people have, which is also an issue that I have, is thinking, you know, how are we getting food and water in? Mm-hmm. Um, there we're not getting in as much as we would like it's really kind of minimal at the moment but charities do have their ways of getting things in but as soon as the ceasefire is over inshallah every single penny will go to getting as much in as possible um, our main focus right now is orphan sponsorship so it's 550 dollars a year to sponsor an orphan 
and the orphan sponsorship covers everything from like their food to um, schooling to just every kind of thing they need to live for the year, which is really cheap if you think about it, $550. Yeah. Um, that's our main thing we're working on right now. And I get a lot of people message me, mashallah, and they say things like, oh, I really want to... Um, I really want to sponsor an orphan and bring them to USA or Canada for my family, which is so sweet. But sadly, we don't have that service. I wish we did. Mm. Um, but a lot of the, I mean, I've been to Palestine, right? And oh, what when, I've when did you noticed, go? I visited uh, May, not this year, the year before. Okay. So 2022, um, I was in Palestine um, or I was in Jerusalem um Palestine not Israel and from the Palestinian people something you'll realize um, when you visit is they love their homeland and they don't want to leave mm. and that's a very strong feeling that a lot of Palestinians have is that even the amount of suffering they go through majority of Palestinians will refuse to leave their homeland and a lot of these kids that are getting orphaned the last thing they want is to leave, even if their families are dead, the last thing they want is to leave their neighborhoods, their friends, mm. whatever, whoever's left behind, their homeland, because they have a strong tie to their homeland. And I think we see that every day anyway in the fact that the Israelis just bomb the land without a single care in the world and the way the Palestinians care for the land, because it's their land. That's why they care for it. And that's why the Israelis just bomb it because they don't really care for it. And uh, it's important to remember that. So our goal is to help sustain them in Gaza as much as possible, not to get them out of Gaza per se. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 I know it's true. When you see the kids, you do feel like, I wish I could just wrap them up and take them away from there. Um, mm. and, um, but you're right. That's not what, it's not about what we want. It's how they want to be taken care of. Uh, and what they want for their future we just we have to be there to facilitate it and support them mm. um and um yeah and and by giving by donating inshallah that is that is one of the easiest ways you could do that um were you very uh, were you into charity work prior to becoming muslim or did you, did you become more in, like more of a you know humanitarian after embracing islam do you think mm, good question um I never fundraised for charity. I would always, if people asked me to donate, I would donate a little bit here and there. But the charity work, the fundraising side, I hadn't done before. I think it's just not really emphasised in my culture. Um, I mean, what's emphasised in my culture? I don't know. Uh, likes, beauty, materialism. Like, it's not it's not how how much good can you do in the world or how much can you help somebody <laughs> what, what positive change can you make it's it's not really that so it was never on my radar mm -hmm. um unfortunately but it should have been because when you're helping others when you have purpose that kind of fulfillment is true fulfillment mm -hmm. it's not like the fulfillment that you're sold in marketing which is very temporary if existent at all, it's very temporary. The fulfillment you get when you are trying to make a difference, when you're trying to do good, when you're trying to help people, 
from a scientific standpoint, not just an Islamic standpoint, from a scientific neuroscience standpoint, it's the best thing you can do for your mental health. Mm, yeah. And obviously in our religion, it's a huge, huge part of our religion. And it's the best thing, one of the best things you can do in the sense of Ibadah and worshipping Allah. So the work is very important. I hadn't done it before, no. Mm-hmm. And did like um was um uh do, do many charities approach you, you know, or um because it's it's interesting that I know to to be honest, who I I I know some people like publicly they'll say to that oh why isn't that influencer doing something or why isn't that personality Muslim personality doing something. And to be honest, I tend to think oh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't know what's going on in their lives, and may, you know they may not have time. Things could be going, but they can't do it. Mm. But alhamdulillah, like you've made the time. What made you want to do it? Like, was it just, like was it mainly the reward that you were going for? Because you could easily not do this. Mm. Well, I'm indebted to Allah Allah's given me so much especially through my conversion I was I don't know how much um you or the audience know about my story but I was really um I was very lost and I was really in a dark place when I discovered Islam um so I'm very indebted to Allah in a lot of ways and then Allah's blessed me with this amazing channel that allows me to um look after my daughter and not have to do a nine-to-five job which is a huge blessing for me so the least I can do with the audience that I have and with the channel that I have um is give back and the Palestinian cause I didn't even have to think twice because it's just such an obvious cause to get on board with and help because I mean you kind of have to right it's the Palestinian cause the Muslim cause it's all kind of intertwined And you see that when you see the Islamophobia that's coming out of certain groups of people and certain people and the way they treat the Palestinians and the way they call us Muslim women oppressed. And you probably know what I'm referring to here and all these horrible things in an Islamophobic way. And you realize that the Palestinian cause, their fight for freedom, their right to be noticed as human beings and not these horrible savage things that need to be killed is intertwined with our cause as Muslims who have the right to be seen as human beings and not these savage beings that are terrorists and need to be like completely got rid of from society. So the causes are intertwined and that's why we relate to the Palestinian cause so much because the only way that Israel get away with what they're doing is by convincing the world that they are killing an evil. That's the only way that they can get away with what they're doing. And that's why it's so important for us Muslims to stand up because we are constantly like our image of like men in turbans or men with big beards or women with hijabs being oppressed. Like our image is just out there for people to look at and go evil terrorists. And it's so wrong. Like it's so wrong. We are the good people. I promise you guys, like if this was a movie, we're the good guys. (laughs) We're not the bad guys. We're the innocent ones. We're the ones that just want to do our five prayers that want to help people. We don't want to hurt anybody. We're the ones that are getting oppressed. We're the ones that just want to just live our lives as peaceful, God-loving people. And it's these horrible, powerful, capitalistic men that are convincing you that that's that's not the truth when they're the evil ones. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I know. It's such a, 
topsy-turvy upside down world that we're living in it's um yeah we have been painted in such a bad light um and um yeah alhamdulillah it's you know i think um the good thing is so it, it it's it's bittersweet isn't it that it's taken unfortunately it's thousands of palestinians have had to die for um for some of us to wake up for for non-muslims to wake up to the reality of zionism um and but alhamdulillah if that's what Allah's plan is then that's it and and the thing is i think what we really want to do is be part of the struggle and be part of mm. the solution because in you know inshallah muslims will you know the muslims of palestine they will get justice they will get their freedom mm. and then the question will be did i help them or not was i part of that mm. and inshallah on day of judgment we all want to say to allah that yes i was part of it you know and now is the time like you know when you read about the seerah and you hear read about the companions and the prophet sallallahu and it's quite magical when you read it you think and you tend i remember when i used to read it, i think oh i wish i was alive then and if i'd been there mm. i would be there supporting the prophet sallallahu and i would do this and i would do that um and the thing is that we're now we now have the opportunity to be on the side of the truth you know to be on the side of the oppressed and by alhamdulillah we all where we're doing our duas we do we're posting on social media and now alhamdulillah we can also get, donate to charities that are can get the food and clothing and and medical support that they need to palestinians so inshallah i really you know may Allah reward you aisha may Allah, you know grant you um baraka in this work and um so just for the listeners again it's um I'm going to put the, you can donate um, at launchgood.com. I'm going to put the link in the podcast description. And also, please check out Aisha's YouTube channel. It's, it's called Aisha Rosalie. That's R-O-S-A-L-I-E. Aisha, are you, are you Italian? Is that an Italian name? <laughs> no, it's, yeah. uh, it's, Rosalie is not actually my name. It's my middle name. And I just kind of. Okay, use that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. But yeah, so what kind of just just so for um, what kind of content? So you were saying you sort of made just talk about um, converting to Islam. Was that mainly your content previously? Yeah. So um, my conversion to Islam was the beginning of my channel. I made my channel with my revert story with my first ever video, oh. and then it kind of branched on to um, I interview other converts. I also I did some vlogs about like my first Umrah things like that mm -hmm. I do a lot of stuff for Palestine right now currently mm -hmm. I've I have a huge variety of content I sometimes make videos in um in Arabic or in Urdu as well oh, um okay. oh you can speak I love learning languages oh uh سیف I sometimes have problems with genders. Like I yeah, get genders me too. Confused. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I should seriously. Your Urdu is so good. 
PG, right? <laughs> no, it's not that good. No, it's but you can speak in Urdu. That's amazing. What and you, and you can did you have you learned Arabic as well? Yes, so Arabic, um, I've been studying longer, so Arabic is a bit easier. But um, Urdu, um, Urdu I struggle with because putting the verb at the end is very hard for me. But um, yeah, Arabic I actually find easier, surprisingly. Wow, Masha. Who do you get to practice Urdu with? Because that's main, one of the main things, isn't it? It's, you need to keep keep it up like with someone. Just my teacher. Just oh, my teacher. No. Um, I meet her like twice Three, two or three times a week just for half an hour and we just speak in Urdu and that's just the best kind of practice I get yeah oh wow and so yeah you should definitely like um I watched this video this um young Bengali girl she learned Urdu for her mum so she could speak to her mum in mm. Urdu just because her mum knew it as well and um that was fascinating um yeah, that's alhamdulillah. Okay, then well, I shall, I'm going to let you go because is, is baby sleeping at the moment? Is she, um, is she in a, like... Uh, she's actually with my mum. Oh, my okay. Mom right oh, alhamdulillah. How, yeah. how old is your daughter? She's 11 months. She's turning oh. one year soon. So well, I'm very she, excited. Is she, is she crawling now? Do they crawl by that age? Oh, she walks. She's walking. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Alhamdulillah. Everything, like, getting, you know... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, alhamdulillah. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, well, actually, it was lovely speaking to you. Inshallah, we will must do this again. And we have, we need to meet up as well. You know, we'll, we'll find yes. a way to meet up, inshallah. And um, yeah. yeah, and so again, may Allah reward you for your charity work. And like I said to for listeners, all the details are going to be in the um, podcast notes. And um, yeah, so inshallah, take care, Aisha, and uh, we will speak again soon. 